Let's just do breaking news. Double bullshit. Double bullshit. No bullshit. Nicely done, Bob. Good edit, no problems. That's how we s- slow it down. Hey, welcome to No Bullshit News. What, what's the date for this show? 26th or something? 26th, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy. Very honored that you would come. My favorite one percenter, my favorite billionaire in the whole wide world, Pete Carmanos. How are you, Pete? It's nice to be here. Is it uh Welcome. Is it Welcome. the Panayotes Karam- Karamanos? Yes, it is. It is? It is. You're the the <laughs> Malaka. Kala? Kala, Afghanistan. Uh, Yasu. Yasu to the no bullshit news hour, brother. <laughs> My man. Self-made billionaire. Pete, before before we get going. I gotta ask you something. Yeah. In all seriousness. Okay. Will you adopt me? <laughs> it's a package deal. Yeah, you should. <laughs> if you take one, you've got to take all of us. Will you adopt me, Pete? Yeah. It's a bitch out there. You want to talk to some of my kids? Yes. Listen, <laughs> they I, might have other things to say. Let me pitch it. Listen, I, I, I'd be like, you know, you got some kids. <clears throat> I'd be a, a good older brother, right? I could look after them when you're gone, and you're out of town. Your hot wife. I could hang out and drink wine with her. I'd be like, you know, the pool boy. Sounds great. Would you? Because I don't know if I'm going to make it to retirement. Yeah. I don't think you're getting a job, Charlie. You'd, you'd be, the, you'd be uh, a middle kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got kids from your, yeah. your first marriage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so like, the, if, if you were to adopt me, would you? Us. Us, <laughs> us. Would, would they be arguing over my piece of the inheritance? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> They would, they would be fighting <sighs> with you but about that. Can I move in? <clears throat> Whatever. Well you, well, you know what's going on in the country. <laughs> do you think, looking at the economy, do you think this economy is fake? No. You don't? You don't no. think it's, it's primed on government borrowing? Oh, oh no, that's, been a, that's been a standard for several years. Yes. All right? Yes. We're doing our best. The economy's uh, primed on growth. Right. Not to be boring, but... Well, I, I'm into that. Yeah. Because we're all out there wondering, you know, I do believe, tell me if I'm wrong, you're the billionaire. Mm-hmm. You're the billionaire, the one percent? I used to not like millionaires either until I became a millionaire. You understand what I'm saying, Pete? <laughs> yeah. But once the business cycle slows, what happens? What always happens. We have a recession and then it comes, starts to come back. But we've never carried debt like this. The government's never spent money at this oh, pace. Has. Close to $1 trillion. Like, n- not in a growth period. I- I'm just worried. I, I don't know if it, oh, if it... I think a lot of people are worried. Yeah? I don't think it makes uh, any difference, though. You remember, we are living in the age of absurdity. So yeah. you're borrowing money, and the economy's great. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Easy for you. So listen, um, listen. I know. What does it mean? I mean, who are we borrowing it from? Our children. China. (laughs) Our children. Most of the money we we owe to ourselves. Well, yeah. Right. Of like twenty. What's the national? So if we don't pay it, what happens? The value of the of the dollar goes down. You start getting inflation, and then the little bit of money I have in the bank is not worth as much. You know, all the rules are up in the air. Right, we should have had inflation 20 years ago. Yeah. All right, but we didn't for the first time. It slowed down. Nobody knows why. I really believe that nobody knows why. I agree. And nobody knows what happens if we forfeit on the debt. So okay, we're not paying ourselves. Right. Tomorrow comes, we're gonna have breakfast, and go on with your life. Well, how am I gonna buy eggs? Well, you go to the store. Okay, like I, I loan somebody money, they don't pay me back. How do I buy eggs if they're not paying me back? You still have your money. No, well, I loaned it out. That's on the pretense that you have some. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't loan it out. They didn't borrow it from you. They borrowed it from something. I don't know. <laughs> you sure you got a billion dollars? Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's not worried about it's buying that, it's eggs. That easy. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what what happens tomorrow. Right. Right. No guarantees. Nope. Right. No. Nope. I was talking to talking to Tucker Carlson. You know on Fox, uh-huh. and, and he's like, 
He goes, well, man, you got to just go for it because we're at the age now. You just you could drop dead tomorrow. Uh -huh. I'm like, he's right. I'm like, I'm going to be 54 in two months. So that is the drop I, I, dead age. I ask you again. Okay. What the hell do you do if you don't pay back the money? What are the consequences? I think we're in a shitload of trouble because one dollar is based on another. Like Charlie. You, yeah. Tell me why. I'm going to tell you why. I put $100 in the bank, right? The bank keeps $10 on deposit and loans out $90. Okay, the guy that borrowed the $90 puts it in the bank. The bank keeps $9 and loans out $89. And it go, it's called a multiplier. So eventually you've created $1,000, right, on a $100 deposit. Anybody in the chain doesn't pay it. We're back to 2008 where everything falls down. Uncle Sam? Yeah, but he'll just print money. Yeah. Okay, and then... But then inflation goes up. Then, there's, then the value of each dollar is less. Excuse me, but... Yes, he's sir. been printing money for a long time. I mean, for a long time, and there's no inflation. I know. Do you think yeah, it's coming? In fact, the interest rates... I had some money in the bank. I was getting 0.01% on it. 0 0.01? 0 0.01. Wow. The savings account. That means you're losing money with inflation. Yeah. But you don't even worry about it. Don't worry about it. You just fly around the world, don't you, Zorba? Yeah. Yes, you do. Go to Greece. Okay, let me introduce who you are. <laughs> you are the co-founder of CompuWare. Yes. Big multinational software firm. Yes. You are the minority owner now of the Carolina Hurricanes, the, yes. the hockey team. You're a Stanley Cup winner. Yes. You're a father of many children. Seven boys. Seven, all boys. All boys. Interesting. Wow. See, you need a girl. You're a guy who, yeah, you need a girl. <laughs> hey, if you're going, I'm going too. He got a girl. He got, he got his wife. He doesn't need you. He needs me. Look at uh, you. Keep trying. And Bob. Go for the girl. <laughs> um, and you were really the guy who was investing in Detroit when nobody was. You you built the CompuWare building. Yeah. yeah. Right? Did you do that with a ton of public money? Uh, no. <laughs> None. Zero. None. None. Zero. Zero. None. None. Well, I, I want to know what you saw that, you know, I mean, I, you're a wise business person. I saw, I saw, in fact, we had like six, 7,000 people working, and they lived all over the metropolitan area. And... We, we literally had little pins in the map. And lo and behold, right in the middle of that, would make it easy for everybody to get to work, get home, was downtown Detroit, the central business district uh, in years gone by. So we moved there. But you yeah. invested at a time before Detroit was popular, before it was sexy, before it was the cool thing to do. So you, outside of the value that it brought to your employees. What else did you see in the city in terms of potential enough for you to want to invest in it when nobody else was doing so? Well, I had a bunch of customers downtown. The city of Detroit, Detroit Edison, the uh, General Motors Corporation, uh, Comerica Bank, a bunch of people. All right, it was, it's always been a good business thing. Um, <clears throat> and it was a business decision, but... It was, uh, people weren't there based on fear, all right? That's all it was, all right? And then they found out, and I always thought downtown was Based safe. on fear of what? What were they afraid fear of? Fear of getting mugged, fear of getting shot. So the violence. Fear. Yeah. The, the crime. Yeah. But just, there, downtown, there wasn't any crime. No. All right. There yeah. is now. The whole... There is now. It's oh, my of, goodness. <laughs> There's right. crime and then there's crime. That, that, but that's you know, Pete just pulled up ah. in, a, in a in a Hummer, in an orange Hummer with a vanity plate that says "badass." I'm gonna tell you right now who you're dealing with here, because I know about you, Pete. Back in the day, when you moved downtown, you were wandering around. Well, you know what? Okay, let's just say it. Bald up here, and you had a ponytail. Right. You were wearing a ponytail. Yeah. Strong. Jeez, what do you call that? Confidence. Yeah. Ballsy. You had a bald mullet. <laughs> Did your wife make you cut it off? No. 
Why'd you, why'd you cut it off? Because it was ridiculous, right? I, I just decided to cut it off because I was still losing more hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I cut mine, too. Okay, look. It happens to the best of us. So, you know, there's a lot to go into. We only do an hour because this is a fun day Sunday for everybody, right? What we like to do on the show is here's the news you need to know. Here, let's distill it and give you an hour and we move on. But I do have to say, first of all, that No Bullshit News Hour is brought to you by American Coney Island, located right downtown. You're a big fan. Right. Aren't you a big fan? Absolutely. Right? And I remind everybody, the Super Bowl's coming. Get the Coney kit sent to your door for your party. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. Always delicious. Okay? Right. You cater American Coney Island, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, you see, that's called a commercial. Oh. So I know you're a venture capitalist now, you mad dog, right? Well, depends how much they paid you for that commercial. Right? <laughs> well, we'll talk about that out the air. Maybe, maybe you want to invest. That's what I'm, if you don't want to adopt me, maybe just buy the show. Get those American Coney Islands. The dog snap, they're delicious. Okay, let me... Uh, absolutely yeah. delicious. And, uh, and, um, and they're healthy. Yeah. They are. <laughs> and listen, if you need financial advice... Which yes. everybody does, right? Tell everybody. It's good to get another opinion about your money. It's good to get another opinion about your money. Don't, don't make it sound like you're my puppet. Think Disagree yourself. with you, Charlie? I'm what just, do you want? Okay, well, do you agree? Don't well, badger the guests. <laughs> Come on. He's my favorite billionaire. Okay, listen. Call Luke, Luke Nowacki like I do. 248-663-4748. Grow your assets from annuities to individual retirement accounts. Don't keep it in the savings account. You get nothing, right? <coughs> College savings plans to good old stocks and bonds. Make the call now. Your politicians are dependent on you. Call Luke Nowacki, 248-663-4748. Securities and Investment Advisory Services of the Royal Angeles Inc. Separately owned and other entities and marketing and products and services reference here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Thank you, Pete. Well done. I know. Thank you. So... Was I know a, the gut. Was that another commercial? Yes, it was. <laughs> All right, it was a good one. Right. You're gonna you're gonna be uh, up for an endorsement fee shortly. Right now, listen. Um, so you called me today. You almost had to cancel because the gov the governor's coming over. Right. What's she want? I know. Don't tell me. Let me guess. She wants you to pay for the roads. <laughs> I'd like to give her a way to pay for the roads. Oh, you're gonna give her your idea. Right. I told you the idea. What was that? The idea is tax lottery winnings by 10%. The winnings, not the ticket. That's about $250 million. Charge heavy trucks a penny a mile. That's $300 million. Roll back the tax cuts to big business, right, that the state and the federal government gave them, $600 million. Keep the pensioners tax because that's already been graded, right, grandfathered in. That's about $300 million. Then you can raise my gas gasoline tax 15 cents a gallon. Voila, 2.2 billion. You think the roads would get fixed? No. You mean no. It, would the government yeah. do what, what they promised to do with the money? No. Fuck no. Fuck no. No. Say it again, Pete. Fuck, Fuck no. Fuck no. Fuck no. They never do. No. No, they sure don't. So you can't blame the American person, not for being skeptical. We've gone over that ledge. It's we're cynical. Right. So what's, what idea could you possibly have that she would possibly listen to that could possibly get these roads fixed? I, I don't want to go into that right now. Oh. Just tell me. Just tell me. <laughs> I don't know. What are we, what, where's the revenue source? Oh, well, we're going to save money. Come on, make some news, Pete. What do we got here? Well, I, I can't make some news, but, but there's, you know, we're going to use technology and get smart about how we spend the money. Every city, county, in the state, all right, wastes a bunch of money. True. To do, not to do nothing but accounting and tax bills and stuff. And those aren't right. 40% <laughs> of road money comes from the federal government, right? So I want to know where our federal leaders from this state are when they're, they're absolutely quiet on everything that we're living, right? Bad water, bad schools, bad roads, bad power grid. All of these things fall under a federal umbrella in some way, and they're silent. Right. So how about that? These are all the people that come to you and, and yank on your coat, and they want to check every 
every election since right. the dog day. Do, do you see any satisfaction, or do you just, these grubbers, do you just write them a check and send them on their way? Exactly. That's what you do? Yep. Whether you like them or not? Right. Keep the peace? Right. Because they may make trouble for you? No, I'm not worried about that. And why do you give them money? Because it seems like it's something you should do. Or does it, is, it, is it the access? You know, people who write the checks have access. No, not really. I don't need the access to them at all. Um, you know, it's a good question. I think I might not write the next check. See what <laughs> my <happens>. man. <laughs> my man. Now that you think about it, why am I writing you a check? Right. I'm, I'm tired of, like, the, having a choice between an air sandwich and a condom filled with mayonnaise. That's like what it feels like to me. <laughs> Nothing changes, and I pay, and I pay, and I pay, you know, and I'm running around looking for a decent school for my kid. This is what you're paying for. Uh, we're looking at the, um, the, op stuff. the opening arguments of the impeachment trial. We already know how it's going to end. Yeah. Acquittal. Right. But don't you think you're a Trump supporter? Yes, I am. And... Um, how about how about I'm not a non-Trump fan versus a Trump supporter? Ah, diplomacy. What is it? What did he just say? <laughs> he said he's <laughs> he's not a non-Trump fan. I'm I'm not a not Trump fan. Double negative. I'm but not, not a non-Trump fan. Okay, so okay, that means you, you kind of like him. He's just not against him. I'm just not against him. I'm against. All the rest of them. All the rest of them. Including him. No, not him, because what he ran on uh, is exactly what's happening. He said, I want to drain the swamp. And what so he doing, filled his cabinet with the swamp? Yeah, well, he didn't have a chance, right? I mean, but I, don't, I, well, I think he had a chance, but I just don't think he did. Yeah, and he fired I, him one after another. And yeah, then but, had a... The largest tax cut in history, and our, our deficit is ballooned. And, and I don't how see any draining the, the tax cut, and my health yeah. my health insurance has gone up, and like well, and he just went. It was in Davos. Hold on, don't you don't you don't you start soapboxing, Bob? Well, We're here just... to see Pete, and Bob is starting to do his libtard shit. That's all right. Can you okay? Go ahead then, Bob. It's all the well, I'm just saying he was he was just in Davos, Switzerland. And he talked about the that he was asked. And he said, yeah, I'm going to cut Medicare, I'm going to cut Medicaid, I'm going to cut Social Security. How's the that things he, The things he ran it, that he wasn't going to do in 2015, now he's going to do that. Pete? You're talking about the most vulnerable people Okay, okay, us. is this a question? Pete, answer that. All right. Okay. Uh, I've been collecting Social Security for a long time. Right. All right. Um, Still collecting Social Security. You betcha. You bet that's Gee. part of that billion, okay? <laughs> right, I've got those four little kids. Well, you're entitled just as much as my brother's entitled to collect his right. Social Security. Right. You've been paying into it his entire life. I'm 50. I've been paying into it. I'm entitled to it. Right. But now you're telling me next year you're going to cut it? But we're living so long now, like, you're going to take more out of it than you ever put in. How is 50 living so long? No, I'm saying if you live, how old are you, Pete? I'm 76. I mean, people live in 80s. That's my dad's age. Same age as my dad. I mean, it's not contingent upon an expiration at a certain. You don't have an expiration date on it. When they when they wrote the bill, all right, and you look at the amount of money people were charged back then, all right, it's minuscule compared to the amount of money. It's our money. It's the biggest tax we have, and nobody talks about it in Washington, ever. All right. I well, mean, it's, it's the third rail. It's a huge amount of money. Oh, yeah. The people paying the Social Security. 70% of the federal budget are entitlements. Yeah. Yeah, but, but Social Security isn't an entitlement. It's not an entitlement. We paid for it. Yeah, I didn't. Right? Well, no, I, no I'm entitled it's to it. It's an entitlement now because I've been paying into it my entire life, yeah. my entire work life. Right. I want it back. Yeah, but the, the way the feds talk about entitlement the way the government talks about entitlement is that they're sort of doing you a favor. And it's not that. Uh, take the entitlement out of Social Security. Just say, let's, let's do it business-wise. Can we afford to keep paying as much as we're paying and support all the fraud that goes around it and everything else? And the ballooning Pentagon bill and the ballooning de uh, debt payment. Can, can, can we, that's how we started this that's year. That's why the interest rate's so low, right? The interest rate's low just so... So the government can actually pay the interest on the tax. But, but, but tax receipts are down since the tax cuts. Uh, I don't know that. I do. 
Well, you do? Trust me on that. Numbers? No, I will not trust you on that. I've been waiting to see with the business environment and so many more people working and companies actually doing things here rather than overseas. Yeah. All right? What What is the tax receipts going to be? What is the deficit going to be? All of a sudden, it's radio silence. All right. This I've looked at. I didn't bring it, but we're gonna we're gonna do lunch again. I'm gonna bring it to you. I, I, Where would you find it? Uh, you you go to the federal budget. You you go to the uh, United States. Why do you torture yourself like Department that? of Treasury? Why? <laughs> because I might be a redneck, brother, but the great people of this state paid to get me educated to learn math. So so the absurdity going on downtown. We don't get suckered. They pay for me to learn, and I'm paying it back. So I got to do such things. I got to do such things. Yeah, but... <clears throat> Fraud, waste, bullshit. There's Somebody's got to look after it. There's a website called Just the Facts. Mm -hmm. And you should, you should find that website. And it, it's a nonprofit. It's not political. And they talk about exactly what you're talking about. The federal government has so many numbers... It's hard to figure out what the hell is really going on anywhere. Yeah. That's done by design. That's true. All right. But there are plenty of think tanks out there monitoring it. You know, you got to read a lot of stuff. Right. But listen, we're going to, I'm going to give you this. Look, I, I want to talk about Kwame Kilpatrick. Is another commercial? No. No. no but but we will do, we'll do more. Let, let me see. Let me see up on the monitor here. Bob, hit me on the monitor. I want to give this to you, Pete. This right here is a collectible item. It's there Kwame. Only, there are only two. It's Kwame Soda Pop. Kwame Kilpatrick. Jones Soda Company, orange and cream. Well, Kwame, right there. That's for you. That's for you, sir. I'm honored. You're, you're, you're welcome. How old is this? It's fresh. It's cap still on it. No, it's very old. It's very old. It's like from 2004. Yeah, but it's a very fine year. And there are only two. But before we do that, before we do that, because you know, people want to know. There's a, there's a lot of interesting news in that. But I just want to quickly, we were talking about you the... Do something before you did this? What? What do you mean? Go ahead. You want to drink it? Before you do it? Be, before we go into Kwame. Oh, okay. What? You mean crack I the pot? I wouldn't drink that. Not without vodka. <laughs> Lots. You and I have lunch occasionally. And we, we, we swap paying the check. You know what I mean? One day you'll get the check. One day I'll get the check. There's... Does anybody ever buy you lunch? Like when you're a billionaire, they expect you to pick up the tab. Oh, people, people generally insist on buying lunch. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think? But, but that goes to the people with money rarely have to spend it. How often do you go in a restaurant and the restaurant picks up the tab? Or someone that sees you having lunch saying, hey, they picked up your tab. Uh, no, that, that never happens with me. Really? Really. You're going to the wrong places. Yeah. <laughs> get a good, 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 good gander. If he comes in, treat him. He'll say good things. Maybe he'll invest. Because let's talk about real quick before we go into that. The absurdity of what's going on. This is you love to say it. You gave a you gave a talk, a speech, a lecture at the Detroit Economic Club, saying such things, and they kind of tittered you out of there, kind of cluck clucked you, kind of pissed you off. They, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. You're like a titan, and they're, they're... What were you talking about? And why did they get turned off when you're talking about the absurdity? The absurdity of what? People don't like to hear that. that that's, why, that's why Trump gets in trouble. All right? See, people don't like to hear that stuff. It, you know, you have an absurd situation. Let, let's just take... Keep it local. Keep it local. Absurd situation. Okay. Well, I, I, the one, one that pops into my mind is China. Is that local? China? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It killed us. China killed <laughs> yeah. us. All right. We, for, we, everybody's worried about a trade war. When, in fact, we've been in a trade war, and they've been beating us to death. All right? You know, but but we, we were in that situation. They're stealing our, our, our intellectual property. I, I know that firsthand. The currency manipulation. Well, they're stealing his his product. Yeah, huh. his software for mainframes. Yeah, we sold one in China, and suddenly there's 850 users. Oh and these wow! Are, these are million dollar products. All right, 
and nobody can do anything. All right, because who? What? Which president uh, was it? Nixon playing ping pong with in China or something? Finally broke broke the stalemate. Yeah, we sent our ping pong team there. Yeah, yeah. the detente with China was yeah. Nixon. And seventy two, I believe. And they've stealed from us. Been stealing from us ever since. Oh, I get it. So you were like you you sit in front of the Detroit Economic Club saying we got to engage in a trade war. Right. And all the fat cats who are really benefiting off of it while I'm standing around with my pants around my ankles, right? All of a sudden, maybe it's a good idea. Maybe we, we did get some concessions. You got to give Trump that. I don't know how big they are. I don't know what we're going to do about intellectual property, but we do have some concessions. Yeah. So you're talking about our, our local representatives in Washington, right? Yep. Uh, Senator, Senator Stabenow and Senator... What's his name? Peters. Wait, wait, wait. You, I wanted to hear him struggle on that. Oh. He's like, what's his name? Go ahead. Yeah, well, exactly. I was going to struggle on it on purpose, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or, and before that, there was Levin. How long had he been there? Like 100 years. Long time. Long time. Yeah. What did they do for us? How did they help the auto manufacturers that are located here deal with China or Japan or anything? All right? No, the only time they do anything is when the party tells them what to do. Exactly. Right. That's true. They're, it's Donkey Incorporated and Elephant Incorporated. Right. right? Get in line. Right. Right? And we, like I said, when, when, when the factory leaves, the school closes, the roads crumble. I don't know what we as people get except cheap stuff at Walmart. I told my brother long ago... If it gets bad enough, the Walmart closes. And I told my brother, you better go to Walmart and, and stock up and throw that shit in your attic because there's going to come a time where you can't afford that. Or am I dumb? I'm not dumb. Nobody's no. dumb. That's why, why it's like I, this. I'd rather pay a dollar more and have a job. Thank right. you. <laughs> than pay a dollar less. And then pay, pay the Which, dollar in labor to my neighbor right. than somebody overseas. Right. And collect the taxes on it. Right. But people don't get that connectivity. It, I mean, they, they don't. You think back to, I think it was, was it the police department or something? And they, they did not want to take a concession in order to maintain the force level. They were willing. They were like, no, we don't want to do that. Not understanding that that's putting other people out of work. Mm. So I don't think everybody understands that connectivity. I, I, I think people. Well, know. it's hard. It's hard to connect to that connectivity when you're living paycheck to paycheck. I, I think people woke up to it. I absolutely do. Well, That's the age of absurdity maybe. we're living in, right? So, uh, locally. So, Mayor Duggan comes out this week and says, hey, your, your property values have increased. That's absurd. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that's, that was real evidence that we're in the age of absurdity. Listen, the only thing that's going to change around here and this, around here is that we have an economy that's based on growth. All right. The city of Detroit had two million people. Now it has six hundred thousand, maybe seven. All right, somewhere in between. And there's no growth. There's negative growth. All right. So the only real news would be if we suddenly started to grow. All right. And nobody, nobody wants to address that. Which is absurd. That's the elephant in the room. And then, to you know, in his press conference, he says, "Well, you know, those demolitions really help bring up the values and in, in, the, in these increased services of ours." Right. When we know we've got federal grand juries, money's been missing, the city doesn't want to pay, crime is through the roof, murder has doubled over in January, and the chief of police out there saying it has to do with black market weed. Ridiculous. Every cop knows this is ridiculous. Black market weed. Yeah, black market weed. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the non-legal stuff. There's no, there's no data here. You're a data guy. It's silly. Now, to, to, to say property... Uh, I, look, good news. Property values have increased, right? What we know is last year in Detroit, they were 12. But last year in Detroit, in Macomb, they were 13. Across the country, they were 8. That's happening everywhere, Right? What is the quality of living? Now, I, I did a little research. You ready for this piece? The cumulative value of residential property in Detroit in 2008, when the market collapsed, was $9 billion. This year, it's $4 billion. Wow. 
five years ago, it was $3.3 billion. I, this is nothing to have a press conference about, but I suspect it comes after the earlier morning press availability when all the leadership, except Macomb County Mark Hackle, wants to change the law to lift the cap on your property taxes, to pay for choo-choo trains to Ann Arbor to Detroit, to fill up the casinos in the ballparks, and yet people up in Oakland County, their property taxes go up $500,000 for a transportation plan that doesn't exist. And that they won't use. So they make and it And that palatable. they don't want. Then they don't want. Good now, point. Now, at the same time, I'm just going to tell you this and then let you get in there. I'm not going to say there was a near riot last night, but there was a thousand residents of Detroit that showed up at a uh, community meeting. They had to block it off. Fire trucks showed up. Because these are the people of Detroit who realized through a, uh, a report in the Detroit News that they were overtaxed on their property from 2010 to 16 by $600 million dollars. The mayor says he's got nothing for them, and yet we're seeing Fiat Chrysler get the sweeteners. We're seeing Illich get the sweeteners. We're seeing Gilbert get the sweeteners, and there's no money to do right by the people. Absurd? Absurd. I don't want to get in trouble. Get in trouble? How did they get $330 million of public money for uh, the new arena downtown? That's a good question. Say it again, hockey owner who actually brought a Stanley Cup here. Three hundred and thirty million plus interest. Don't forget the interest. How do you get that? You make contributions to the right people. You go up to Lansing and you dole out the little checks. (laughs) Yeah. Was there Democrats or Republicans in Lansing then? Both. Both. Ink, donkey ink, elephant ink. And now you're going to trade some parking lots. Give them back. Give them back. So you don't take back the so other. We're, so we're even. What the fuck? It's voodoo economics. Inca bink, a bottle of ink, the cork fell out, and this whole fucking thing stinks. <laughs> and there's a billionaire here. Now tell us how you feel. I, I'm, I'm paying through the ass, brother. Now, here's the good news. The health department in Detroit, I found out this week. You know what they'll do for you? This is probably an investment opportunity. They, if you ask, go online, right, Detroit Health Department. If you want some rubbers, some, look at that. Some thing. condoms. That was, that was my jewels ringing a little bit. <laughs> if you want rubbers, they will mail them to your house in this brown paper bag. So the thing is, if you're feeling randy, you're feeling in the mood, hold on. It's in the mail. But you could do like Uber sheets, like Uber Eats. So you could deliver <laughs> weed and rubbers. To people's houses. That's exciting. Just, think, just trying to think out of the box here, bro. Trying to think out of the box. Look at that. They'll send you the rubbers. This is the same health department that the mayor was hooking up contracts and help for his gal pal, for which he's now under, you know, investigation, investigation by the attorney general. And divorced. This, 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 yeah. Divorced. Yeah, this is the point. same health department that, with these demolitions, had to sh- uh, claim that they were poisoning kids with lead and asbestos, Right. And the, the state made them shut down because they were poisoning the kids. That's the health department. But don't worry, we got rubbers. So, here they are. I <laughs> Wait, I, Charlie, you missed that. What'd you say? He said, first things first. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> priorities. Those are priorities. Yes. Rubber, first thing, absurdity. Now, I looked these up, and, you know, GQ, you know, Gentlemen's Quarterly. None of these rubbers... Made the top 10 best rubbers list for, for GQ. There's a list? There's a list. Uh, there's all kinds of them. Like, apparently, condoms are... I'd like to be a part of that testing process. Something guys yes, talk I about. I don't know. Right, here, here you go, bud. Take those. <laughs> so, now, I don't expect a Cadillac, you know, seeing as the, the financial state of things in America. But, you know, are they good? Are they good? Are they, you know... Do they work? Durable, I think, is the word you're looking there for, you So, yeah. I, Pete, I'm going to test them. Right now, uh-huh. right here, I'm going to go with um, Trustix. Sounds like a dollar store brand <laughs> or something. <laughs> Trustix. It looks like a jam strawberry label. Strawberry flavor. <laughs> well, so, strawberry. I'll, yeah, well. 
You guys busy yourselves. All right. I'll, I want to find. Can, can I can I talk and to you a little bit about who you are? Yeah. Just a little. I just want to ask you some off the. Open. Yeah. Some. What is your guilty pleasure? Smells good. <laughs> cigars. Cigars. Any particular kind of cigars? Uh, any cigars. Any cigars. Okay, so you like cigars. Where do you like and Daniel candle. like to vacation? What is your favorite vacation <laughs> it's spot? It's supposed to be good for oral sex. It's like yeah. sucking on a Hey, we're having a conversation very, over here. Yeah. Yeah. And Charlie's putting a condom on his head, though. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to make this a legitimate show. <laughs> it's a little late for that, Karen. Like the UP? Yeah. Okay. All right. I assume you have property there so you can go and kind of just... Stretch that out. You don't. I don't. Okay. I like right. to go to those old resorts and cabins and... Stuff on different well, lights. Not really well, very I'm not going to try to distract you. You might want to watch no. Charlie as he's putting this condom on his he, head. He's, he's, got, he's got the condom on, onto his forehead, past his eyes. This is what happens on the lower level. <laughs> this is what All right. He looks like he's about to rob a bank, but he's not. Let me just breathe into it a little bit. Charlie, don't please don't suffocate yourself. <laughs> we will call 912. Just practice this. <laughs> Should we take a picture or something? <laughs> Like, is there evidence that this has ever taken place? <laughs> on camera. Yeah, but you want to capture it. doing, Dad? <laughs> doing real good, Charlie. Don't make it burst, Charlie, please. You know, that's kind of, don't do that. But Pete's probably not going to ever come back again. <laughs> Coming off, hold on, hold on. I'm not doing it's lubricated. this. Start over. Sliding off. There you go. Close. Pop that. Don't do that. I'm scared of loud noises. <laughs> okay, Charlie, we get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, that's, that's a quality condom. Trust sticks. On, Trust Charlie. sticks. Get it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay! So well, you're, good, you're good for a stroke or two. That's terrible. <laughs> and, and not bad either, Pete. Really not. Ta pretty tasty. Strawberry. So I, I'm going to give. So what are you going to do for an encore? <sighs> it's hard to top that. I'm going to give that trust X. Are you going to rate it? I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give nine for durability. Sure. Nine for pliability. Six for flavor. Oh, jeez. Not bad. Okay. That, Pete. I'm going to. I'm going to. Give that to the city. Good work down there at the health department. <laughs> My God. Go to the city website and get your rubbers. Condoms. So we got that going for him. <sighs> and after that, what do you think? About the <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've never seen that before. <laughs> well, join the club. Neither have I. <laughs> Bob, First here? time for me. All right. See, that's your government working for you, right? And if your government's not working for you and you need to get the job done right on time and on budget, you call ADR Consultants, 248-318-9424. Don't wait for after-the-fact accounting, Pete. You know that. Get yourself some experienced advice, ADR, overseeing more than a quarter billion dollars in private and public construction projects since 2001. Competent, honest, ethical, smart. Call Barry Ellen Tuck at 248-318-9424. That was a commercial. Good. Don't forget our good friends at Hall Financial, right? You're paying more than 4% on your mortgage. You're losing. Do you have lingering high interest rate credit card uh, uh, debt, Pete? You carrying big debt on your credit card? No. Okay, but you own a couple houses. Yes. If you want to refinance those, you're going to go to Hall Financial, okay? 248-308-5000 or go to davidhallmortgage.com. It's a simple process, and it's no secret that saving money is smart. Back-to-back -back commercials. Yes. You, you get started by calling 248-308-5000 or go to davidhallmortgage.com, equal housing lender, NMLS, number 1467435. We got commercials. Ever, ever ask yourself questions why three of the largest... Hold on, I got, I got some gel in my eye. I got, oh, I got some lubricant in my eye. <laughs> I have something to say, but I'm not going to. Okay, I'm sorry, my ear popped. Hold on, time out. <laughs> and this, and this listeners at home is why you don't put a condom over your head. So you were saying? Then why are three of the largest mortgage companies out of the top ten all located in Metro Detroit? 
Mm. So you're ripping people off? I, I don't know. What? It's a good, honest businesses. What do we got? We got Rock. Rock. United Shore. United Shore. Flagstar Bank. Flagstar. That's, I, 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 Bob goes to the Hall Financial. I went to Hall Financial. Very I, happy. Very happy with my experience. Low rate, a lot of personal service, right? I did. Come to his house on his time. I, I don't know. It's a, good, it's a good question. What do you think? I don't know. It's just weird. Okay. Kwame. Kwame. I hope I'm not speaking out of church here, but it was in the news recently that Kilpatrick wrote to President Trump asking for clemency, uh, laying out his case. He didn't do it. You, you got that letter to the president, didn't you? Uh-huh. Wow, it's breaking news right there. Pete Carmanos is helping Kwame Kilpatrick communicate with the president. What did the letter say, and why did you do it? Uh, let's start with the why. Uh, the why is 28 years. All right. You go, are you kidding me? 28 years for less than really $500? of money from his own campaign fund that got spent, and that's it. And a, a RICO, a two-person RICO that added 20 years to that <coughs> sentence. And, that, and then, then you go, and all the people that convicted him were Democrats. And he was a Democrat. Barbara McQuaid was an Obama appointee. Uh, the judge, I don't, I don't know very well, but all the other people. And then I sat through a grand jury. Uh, they that, pulled you into the grand jury. Yeah. And the, the, the attorney started getting upset when I questioned him on some of the things he was saying, the government's attorney. Uh, and then he, he told me I couldn't ask him any questions. Would you ask him? I asked him what proof did he have for this or what proof did he have for that. It, it's a long story, but we got time. At the at the uh, end, when they were gonna let me go, he asked me questions like, uh, "Were you aware that Kwame Kilpatrick deposited two hundred eighty thousand dollars in this account?" I said, "No." Were you aware that, that, that he, I think he came up with about eight hundred thousand dollars worth of cash? I know personally at that point in time. I know for a fact he was dead broke. So the guy was making it all up. All right. But that was the evidence well, when, in court. He couldn't. When, he wouldn't there have been bank records? Or yeah. There were, there were plenty of bank records. We, yeah. had, we had the uh, head of the FBI that. that case you know, agent. The case agent that brought him to trial. He laid out the case beautifully in, in two hours here. He, he did deposit $900,000 in his bank account that he couldn't account for. No. Yeah. Not, not true. Not true. All right. Absolutely not true. I think it is. Okay. Okay, we can disagree with that. He's is doing that 20. Worth 28 years? I, I think I've said it. I'll, I'll be real clear. If that's 28, if that's 28, okay, if that's fair, then that is the foundation for everybody that holds those chairs, right? If that's the new normal. Right. If we found that you rigged contracts, uh, favored um, campaign financiers got contracts, if you had secret meetings about demolitions that you steered that way, if that's the new normal, then fine. But I don't see it that way, no. I see the deputy chief of police taking bribes from Gasper Fiore saying, uh, I thought it was a loan, and getting a year. One year. Okay, you're lower level. Don't you get five years for that? Exactly what did Kwame get convicted for? Tell, for, for racketeering. For, uh, okay. Racketeering is an interesting charge. Uh, what, uh, campaign finance fraud, is that correct? $512. Uh, wire fraud, transferring it. No. Then. No. I, I believe, yeah, I believe he was convicted for Pull it up, bro. Mannequin. So what do you think was behind... That. I don't know. Uh, that is a, a real mystery. Because I asked Kwame one time uh, when Obama was running, was he going to be involved? And he looked at me and said, Pete, I'm toxic to them. All right? 
so I, I never figured it out. But I realized later on they put him away for a long time, and they're all Democrats. And his mother was a congresswoman. Very influential in Congress. Right. So doesn't that tell you something? What? Was he a threat? You got it, Joey? Well, go ahead. What are they? Convictions, you go ahead and just yell it now. On March 11th, convicted of 24 federal counts, including uh, mail fraud, wire fraud, racketeering. There you go. Yeah. Do you think they saw him as a threat? I don't know. I really don't know. I do know that if Trump gave him clemency before the election, where do you think he would help Trump's campaign at? I don't think he'd help him at all. You don't? You uh, don't think he's uh, the black community? Yeah, I do. Well, I'd, look, you, yeah, you, maybe what, in the you, black community. what you guys witnessed was a modern-day lynching, all right? Oh, whoa. Hey, say that again. Make some news. A modern-day lynching. That's what we saw, all right? We had an arrogant mayor, really smart, by the way, all right, who sat in my dining room one day and told the governor that she, he was her biggest nightmare, all right? Granholm. Uh, yeah, another gov another Democrat. All right, but he had done absolutely zero in his letter, and I'll try to get that to you. Uh, lays it all out, and you'll be sick to your stomach when you read it. All right. Modern day lynching. Yeah, that's what that was, and and you know, any more than people are are comfortable wearing MAGA hats anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, black community isn't comfortable being out loud about. Um, uh, what they did to Kwame, but you find out that a lot of people really understand that's what it was. Well, some people might believe that, but a lot of the so-called black community believes the man is guilty, right? And that do not judge them on this guy, right? And yet, I think they also would understand the unfairness of the system. Where's it for everybody else? Where's it on the Wayne County Jail? Those were all white guys. For the most part, not all, some Arab guys, some black guys, a Latino guy, a couple gals, but those were white guys. Nobody did a day. Barb McQuaid didn't want to bring any charges. 28 years, all right. What do you think he should have got? Maybe seven. Seven. You know, they offered him that. He turned it down. Uh, that, no, that was, that was uh, for all those charges he just talked about, that was the usual penalty. The RICO charge that they put in with Bobby Ferguson mm. uh, added 20 years right. to the sentence. Right. They, or the, the judge's ability to sentence him. But why do you think he should have got seven years then if he didn't do anything? Well, I don't, I don't think he should have got seven. But if that's what they prove, that's fine. Well, they did prove it. That's, that's factual because he's convicted. They proved There's it. There's no dollar amount on that, on that list. Do you think Trump will consider the, any uh, consider his request with any seriousness at all? Yeah, absolutely. What? Say that again. You think Trump is actually considering? Yes. Pardoning Kwame? Yes. Because you are a billionaire, and you got you got a line into the White House. So you're saying this from personal knowledge that the president is considering it. Sure. Let's say that again, because that's some big ass news. That's your, your word on it. You're saying, Pete Carmanos, billionaire. I can't even call you a white guy because you're a Greek. Okay. That's, that's he's Mediterranean. Hey, I'm just he's telling Pete you. Carmanos. He's Pete Carmanos. No, no, he's not Pete Carmanos. Panayoti Carmanos. Panayoti. Okay, well, I can't say that. I'm just saying Carmanos. Whatever. You okay. know. All right. Yes. Let's well, finish. He's considering about 20,000 other pardons. I know, but he's considering it. Yeah. That, the letter's huge. gotten to him. Yes. Yes, you've been well, assured. Uh, who's his son-in-law, Kushner? Yeah. Is handling all those clemency things. And you, you, you know for a fact that Kushner has the letter that you delivered. Oh, yeah. Damn. What do you think the odds are? I don't know. Are you going to continue to push? Yeah, I'm going to continue to push. My, my, Why? Because it's not right. A lot of things aren't right. Take a guy. To, uh, that's, that's all right. Let's push all those things that aren't right. Okay. All right? It's not right. You have a guy that, look, he was well enough thought of when he was in the state legislature that they all came down to his, his uh, uh, 
what would you call it, when he was sworn, in, sworn into office. He had guys from the Upper Peninsula, stoned Republicans, came down because they liked Kwame so much. They respected him. Hmm. He was a smart guy. Nobody he doubts just, that. Just a good politician. He was a smart businessman. All right? And, oh, by the way, Bobby Ferguson, that, that building we built downtown, all right, he did the excavation. He sure did. Yeah. And Archer was mayor then, all right? And the reason he did the excavation is that there isn't a better person in the Midwest at doing excavating. Drew Lane joining us because Drew can't help it. He's a star fucker. I just, I just want to get a picture. Never, never had a billionaire in your basement, have you? No, I haven't. Okay, we're doing Lower Kwame. level. Because Drew gets a boner <laughs> on Kwame stuff. So we're doing Kwame. I'm going to no, ask wait the, well, don't, don't. You'll get a boner on, on it. You get a boner. <laughs> okay, so Pete, I'll ask it, and then you, we'll go from there. Okay, Join us. go so ahead. Sit, sit down. You know I don't use the chair anyway. Right. Okay. So Pete, brother. Let me just say it like that. I have to ask it, right? Well, let me just stop. I just say it. A perception amongst a lot of people is you took, you gave Kwame something to get something. It was a quid pro quo, may I say, right? Somehow. NFW. No fucking way. Right. Nothing. 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 As a matter of fact, in, when I was at the grand jury, some kindly grandmotherly type woman looked at me and said, Mr. Carmanis, now that Kwame's not mayor and Bing's mayor, how's CompuR doing with the city? I said, well, we're doing about three times as much work as we did when Kwame was there. All right? Bing speaks highly of you. Said you were the go-to guy when the city was in trouble. Right. So then why did you hire Kwame? Like the, to his no-show job in Texas? Give, trying to give the guy a job. He could have helped us. He could have done a great job. But he didn't. No, because they kept calling him back here every other week. They didn't want him working. Did he try to go to work? I mean, did he yeah. try? To, he did? Yeah. Tell him the story. Well, we, we, we called down there a few times, uh, rabble-rousing, and it sounded like he wasn't going to work. Yeah, like he wasn't showing up. But the secretary said he never used his key card, so there was no, he never came into the office. Because they wouldn't let him. He was up here. You know, going back to, to Kwame's sentence, and I agree with you, 28 years, I see all these murderers who are out in no time, you know, Wait, three years, five years. Let me get this straight. You, Drew Lane, do not think Kilpatrick should be doing 28 years. No, it's, it seems excessive to me. But mm, There's a lot of news going on down there. Well, wait a second. But I read, Go ahead. I read like that if you like. thousands of text messages between the parties involved. We know who they are. And... It just, the, the bid rigging seemed absolutely indisputable to me. No. Not you don't think all. so? No. Did you read text messages? No. <laughs> That's different. Text it messages was a lot of time. are different than bid rigging. Well, that, okay. It makes a good question. I don't want to argue with Pete, but. Yeah. Well, no, you can no, feel free. Feel free. Yeah. Uh, so cool. it, it just all of the, the, the discussions about whether. Uh, Bobby should be in on this bid, or should Bobby sit out this bid? And, and I mean, this is the mayor, his girlfriend, and it just—I don't know. It, if, it was some very distasteful stuff. Oh, very, yeah. Yeah, twenty-eight uh, years. Oh no, I don't think he should have gotten twenty-eight years. I no. think that's a long, long time. You know, uh, that's his life. Right, and that's what he's saying. Okay. I mean, he's been in for seven years, eight years. Yeah, I, I don't see much contrition on his part. I mean, that's. If I, if I feel, if I start feeling bad about the 28 years, sometimes I think, well, he just doesn't feel contrite at all, though. I mean, he would have you believe he did nothing wrong, and I, I don't believe that. But would you compare it to, for example, let's say the perfect phone call? Trump. I, it was not a perfect phone call to me. I, I don't know if it's an impeachable offense, but right, is argue. that what you're saying? It's argue? distasteful? Are we arguing politics now? No, no, no. Uh, my point was, you said it was distasteful, but you didn't think maybe he should have been convicted. Right. Don't even ask. Charlie's getting bored. <laughs> Blowing up a condom on his head. Again. I just want to try the uh, these other rubbers work. All right. Uh, That's all. But, but you know, you made a good point, and, and there's a lot of truth to it. 
A lot of people don't want to speak publicly about the fact that they either support, still support, or feel as though that was wrong because everybody gets ostracized if you even bring up Kwame's name in any capacity. But I will tell you this. If, in fact, and they, you've got to think, they wouldn't change the charter to prevent him from actually coming back and having any type of political imprint in this city. His influence in this city would still resonate. Is he going to kill himself back here? I, or you. <laughs> Charlie. That, just Charlie. We have company. <laughs> We're making some good uh, discussion gonna, here, Charlie. It's going to burst in a second. Oh, my God. I didn't see the first one. I heard it, though. I know, and I don't, I don't like loud sound. I'm scared of balloons. I don't, you know, it makes me nervous. Can you just pop it, Drew? Did it get this big before? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. This is like something I'd expect from... That's, that's quality condom. It is 10 minutes Charlie. to three. Charlie, we're wasting time. I've got to go, Charlie. He's got to go. All right, but I, I want to finish this. Okay. All right. I have personal experience dealing with Kwame. All right. Uh, it was it was. Uh, I don't intimidating. All right. But um, you were intimidated by Kwame. Yeah. Wow. wow. I mean, he's, he he's was an imposing a, figure. Yeah, he was a force, uh, and he was very very smart. So one time, I tried to pull a fast one and get a couple guys in at a rate that was too high. All right, now I've been dealing with politicians and CEOs and that for years and years and years. Kwame blinked. He looked at me and he said, Pete, you know better than that. That's too much. Right, yeah, you're right. All right, and I thought to myself, this guy's not only smart, but he's really quick. He's good with numbers, all right? And I, I do know that all the time we were down there, all the stuff we did, he never asked for a cent. Never anything, everything was on the up and up. He wasn't, he wasn't uh, stupid about it like uh, some uh, John Kasich in Ohio was stupid about following the rules, okay? <laughs> All right, but he was, he was really just straight out. And I also know that Bobby Ferguson was absolutely the best excavator in the Midwest. All right, if you had something important, you want to dig downtown in Detroit, you could better get somebody that really knows what they're doing because one little slip-up can cost you like two or three years trying to figure out what Indians live there. And, <laughs> what, you know, it's really bad. Bobby Ferguson was great at that. Well, you know, I haven't honestly heard much about his actual work because it gets so muddled into the larger picture. But um, I've heard both. I've heard like you remember the the water main collapse in uh, Sterling Heights, right? That they had to yeah. redo it all. They had to redo it all. That's Bobby Ferguson, where Bobby Ferguson would just take vig. He'd just take ten percent and sub it out, and all the people that he broke along the way, right? What do you think would happen if Kwame got it was released and it just came back to Detroit? I don't know. I thought it would be interesting. Wouldn't it? Yeah. It would. Uh, it's the support he had when he was reelected blew my mind. After all that had happened, I mean, he was a powerful guy. He was a, a I mean, he was a smart guy. I thought it could have been fantastic. I just felt there was some something flawed about him that that turned it south, unfortunately. Don't and I, you remember? He was expected to lose. Oh, yeah. It was a, a, the 12th hour upset. So uh -huh. I don't know where the support was. Well, he we, didn't we he get some... Know, we still don't know where those, you know, how that happened. Didn't he get some last-minute campaign cash and... Mm, you know, I don't, I don't know. Poll, uh, maybe the he poll, won. I, I mean, know. he won fair and square. I don't... Yeah. I don't have any doubt about that. But I did, you know, I read a lot, and maybe I got too far in the weeds, or maybe you didn't get far enough into the weeds. Um, but it is disappointing, and I, I do feel that 28 years is a, that's a long time. I do, I too. Just... Last thing, Pete, I know you got to go, but here's just something about Trump and locally, because we like to keep track of um, Flint, also our brothers and sisters in the great state of Michigan. Um, article came out saying, in the Daily Caller, where's all the money? 
It's $650 million is pledged or spent in Flint, and only $25 million even went for the water pipes. So let me find Trump's tweet here. Basically, he said, that's why I'm going to win Michigan. It's a disgrace. What's your take on that? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Okay. What about, did you hear there was a new study? All the development deals were studied in Detroit since 2012. $10 billion promised. One-third's been built. One-third's in various pieces. And the other third is nowhere. Do you think we're going to see the economy holds up where we see the development of all that? Because now they're talking about rising costs, construction costs. I think you would add that into your tabulation. Where do you think we go? What's the future? And I'll let you go. Well, I, I don't think we have much of a future with that stuff. You think we've hit the, the peak? Yeah, look, somebody told me like 40 years ago, 50 years ago, we think we're an affluent society, mm-hmm. and we're not. Mm. Okay, we, we can't afford to build the things that real affluent societies build. Mm. We're, we're not building any temples that, you know, a thousand years from now, someone's going to say, oh, those Americans really hit the jackpot. All right. We're not an affluent society. We struggle day to day, <coughs> week to week. Some people don't struggle as much. Uh, some people struggle too much. All right. But basically, we just work our asses off. Mm. All right. We have a government uh, that admittedly is the best in the world. That doesn't mean it's great. It's, just, it's better than a lot of others. Well said. All right. And we have politicians that make hundreds of millions of dollars, ex-presidents, that make hundreds of millions of dollars, and everybody looks the other way. They did not make hundreds of millions of dollars by being... um, uh, Gifted. Yeah, by by their salary. All right? Yeah. Started started thinking about with Lyndon Baines Johnson and Lady Bird. I mean, they're very wealthy people now. I mean, very wealthy. They're in the top one-tenth of one percent. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And, and that's, that, that's where the money is, by the way. Is in, is in, in, in life after family. politics, after you do favors? I mean, Obama, you know, one of the reasons he's quiet is because he's off on some island and he's got hundreds of millions of dollars. Make that from the books? Is that how much you make from a book or books? You can. That's, you a, can? that's a great thing about the book swindle is like you write a book and then your favorite people buy hundreds of 100,000 copies of it. That's how it works. I still don't think you make that kind of money. I mean, you make money. S- speaking fees, board position. Oh, yeah. Netflix deals. Netflix deals. It's not Obama. It's all of them. You're right. I mean, not all just right. Obama. It's all of them. And we all know it now. Okay. So, you know. Here, the rest of the world, the rest of the U.S., people are working every day. And they'll have their differences and everything else. They're living paycheck to paycheck. And our, our to use uh, your friend's word, the elites, all right, that would like to control every aspect of our life, all right, are making billions. Are you an elite? No. I grew up in Detroit. How could I be? I you were the son of, a, of, of owners of a diner. Yeah. Immigrants. You made yourself. Legal immigrants. And you, you like to think... Clarification. I think. <laughs> and you like to think that's still your mentality. You're still of the people and for the people. Uh, I don't get, don't get carried away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so you got to go see the governor. Listen... Next week, if everybody, surprise, surprise, we have it booked. Let's make see if it happens. The chief of the Detroit police is going to be our guest. We've been waiting a while. So that makes only three people afraid to do this show in the whole country. That would be the governor, the attorney general, and the mayor of Detroit. So when you see the governor, tell her we don't bite. The, the condom bit's been done. Just <laughs> had to, you know, I, it's absurd, Pete. That's why I'm doing it. This is what... This is what Detroit gets when they really want their, their property tax money back. That's really the, the gag. Thanks for being a good sport. 
And um, power to the people, brother. <laughs> I enjoyed this. Thank you for coming. My and remember, pleasure. everybody, work hard, love your kids, try to love one another. See ya. I could have loved you, girl, like a planet I could have changed your heart to a star But it really doesn't matter at all No, it really doesn't matter at all Life's a guide I could have built a house on the ocean I could have placed our love in the sky But it all really doesn't matter at all No, it all really doesn't matter at all Life's a guy Turned you into a priestess I could have burned your feet in the sand But it all really doesn't matter at all No, it all really doesn't matter at all Life's a guy Guys